0: Now, live from StarWorldWideNetworks.com, welcome to Marketing Money Mindset, bringing you interesting true stories on how clever marketing ideas create money opportunities with a conscious mindset producing impact and success together lover of marketing elisa sparks lane from the ellen sparks agency and marketing automation master founder and ceo of think automate grow rich thurman share their experiences on how success is so much more than creating cash flow true success comes when you nurture your business body and brain in order to get the most out of your business and in life Join the dynamic duo on our journey to success. Ready, set, listen.
1: Hey, good morning. Good morning. Oh, good morning. who is this? Well, Br-
2: it's, it's obviously not Rich Thurman.
1: It's not <laughs> unless
2: he got a, a sexier voice. He did. <laughs> this is this is Brena McNally joining you today. You're back. I am back.
1: It was so good the first time.
2: It was it was very good. It's actually, it's actually Robin over here. Behind, behind, <laughs> she's a behind the scenes. Got to give her some cred here.
1: <laughs> she's been doing fantastic. Our new producer. So good. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> she's having some good times. Oh, and she's... we also have coming back to the show. I'm just going to the bird dog.
3: <laughs> Lay the it down.
1: <laughs> the Bird dog. I don't even know your real name anymore. <laughs> bird dog. And Chad is in the house. Um, so I met Chad. Gosh, through some social stuff, I guess. Yeah. And you've been, like, just traveling, Disney. Both of you have been to Disney this year. Yep. And just having a good time. So when I thought about this show today, I'm like, you know what? What we all have in common is marketing. So I threw oh, away I my, you my notes. Oh, Mickey Mouse. I was like. <laughs> oh, that too. And I, oh, gosh, I want to go this year. Yeah. Yeah. But wait, that's, like, the best marketing in the world,
4: isn't it? Yeah, I'm going back next month. Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, to a marketing conference at Disney. No. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. No way. Final Hacker Live, baby.
1: Wow! Yeah. how did that happen?
4: Well, that's the uh, so ClickFunnels, which is the marketing software that we build ninety percent of all of our stuff on. Uh, they have an annual uh, event where it's uh, Russell Brunson, the head of ClickFunnels, and then Tony Robbins. You guys knew Tony Robbins. Who is that? Yeah, they do this uh, big event every year. And thousands of people from literally all around the world crash, and this year happens to be at Disney World in Orlando. What? Wow. Are you taking the kids? No, heck no! Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are did you? that once.
2: Are you skipping across to the other side to uh, Harry Potter world?
4: Uh, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. You, you yeah. got my vote for that one. Yeah. Yeah. Make, make sure you hit up Avatar. So, you know, we just did. I don't even know if you want to talk about this. No, i want to talk about just <laughs> that. I love Disney. The show. <laughs> yeah, Disney. So we just Go. were there last week. In fact, this is a great marketing lesson right here. Okay. So they tell me. Um, so we got there on Super Bowl Sunday and it was like the, per- the perfect storm because it was raining and it was a Super Bowl, which means mm-hmm. nobody was at Disney World. And we were at Magic (laughs) Kingdom, and we literally got on and off Big Thunder seven consecutive times. Wow. And I told my kids, this is not normal. And then my sister sent me a text, said, you got to do Avatar. So I looked, and it said it had a 15-minute wait. Wow. I'm like, dude, let's go. So it's at Animal Kingdom. So we do the long walk, get on the, uh, the bus, go all the way to Animal Kingdom, get there just to find out it's closed. Oh, oh. no. So no wonder it was only 15 minutes away because they closed an hour early before all the other parks, oh, which yeah. really really hate it. So what they tell me, so the guy says, well, what you got to do is you have to get here an hour early tomorrow. So get here an hour. This is that good. The right is that good. Get here an hour early. So we get there an hour early, Lisa. We walk in there, and, and I drag my kids out of bed. No donuts, no coffee, just get your butt out of bed. We're going. And drag them. and and by the time we got there, and I have a picture, I'll show you. When we got there, an hour before the park opened, they already had a three and a half hour wait. Yeah. Wow. To get into this thing. Like the what? anticipation, the you know, you talk about and that's a that's just a great the build up. It's the build up. It's the anticipation. And so like when you're going to launch a product, that's like the perfect scenario. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to get everybody mm. anxious and getting in line, waiting to buy your Waiting to buy your stuff. So I got in
1: front of you at a... We did an event and you spoke about social media, Facebook in particular. And it was right around your birthday. And you were saying how on your birthday, the analytics Mm -hmm. change a bit. So my Mm -hmm. birthday's next week. Yeah. So I can just do anything and get...
4: So here's what happens with Facebook. And I'm sure you guys are aware of this. But Facebook has got a cap that only 6% of your friends or your people who like your page, only 6% can see your post organically. Then if if your likes... Uh, comments, shares, and any type of engagement, if you get enough of that, it can go from 6% to 16%, but it's going to cap at 16%, and then you've got to pay, you've got to boost it, you've got go to go, well, actually, you don't have power editor anymore as of yesterday. I don't know if you guys know this, but the power editor is now gone. But you've got to either boost it or you've got to go in the back end. And you gotta, Did you know? You've got to pay. <laughs> <Yeah>. She's like, <laughs> I know. I found that out the yeah, yeah. way. <laughs> you've got to pay for your ads, right? But on your birthday, that does not exist. So they want hundred percent of your friends in your audience to see your stuff on your birthday. Oh. So they remove the algorithm. So if you're launching a product, okay, then the best way to do, do it do is it. to launch it on your birthday and launch it on your personal page. Mm, yeah. What am I gonna do on my yeah. birthday? So so, yeah. Yeah. so can
3: can you change your birthday like once a quarter?
4: Yeah. Well, that's so he, great so, question. So here's what's interesting about that. You you can create once you once your birthday's in. Uh, this is so goofy. If you're a female you can change it i think up to 1 year. If you're a male, you can't change it after 24 hours. Oh. which is really crazy. And the reason is because a lot of dating apps and stuff use Facebook yep. and a lot of guys change their stuff. So it's yeah. it's a it's a little it's a little, yeah. you know, it's a little uh, yeah. uh Don't look at biased me. male. Don't look at me. But but what you can do is you can and it's sort of i, I guess cheating the system, but you can create multiple Facebook Pages sure. with multiple birthdays, but it's not going to do you a whole lot of good because you're not going to have a following on that page. Right. Right. And everybody's going to know you're a fraud anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh. yeah. Stick to the
3: rules. Do so you guys stick to the rules. The right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm.
1: So, you did something clever for your birthday. You launched a product. Mm-hmm. How did that go?
4: Yeah, so uh, it was, uh, so I'd been procrastinating. I'd been wanting to do online coaching for a long time. And I had literally procrastinated for almost three years. And I had done, up to that time, I had worked with. Uh, lots of people, including Dave Pratt here, on building uh, online products, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and so my partner at the time, my business partner at the time, was like, you've been putting this up, putting it off, putting it off. So she calls me on August 31st. My birthday's September 1st. And she goes, just so you know, uh, you're going to be launching your new online coaching program tomorrow, I was like, I am, and then she tells me about this algorithm thing, and I get all freaked out, so we literally went and built a landing page, we built everything, I go to McDonald's with my iPhone, because I have kids, I'm a single daddy, so I got kids, and I'm at McDonald's in the playground, shooting my intro video, hey guys, I'm so excited about my <laughs> brand new online program, coming tomorrow, and, and I offered like this stupid discount, like, you know, it's normally $3.99, and I'm going to give it to you for one ninety nine or $29 a month, and whatever, and, um... That day, August 31st, we did 16. We sold 16 of them. And then on my birthday, I can't remember how many options we had. We had a lot. But so that was just back in August, August 31st. And then now here we are in whatever the date today is. And we have 168 people in it, right? But it all launched on the birthday, doing that online coaching, yeah. leveraging yeah. that. And so sometimes that's the motivation that we need because so many of us struggle trying to get our product off the ground. You know, that's we call it launch fuel, you know, trying to get our yeah. product launched. Sure. And so sometimes you need a deadline like your birthday. And good people to, around you. And good people around <laughs> you. Just, and and I, I think the key to that, though, is I think what we learned is is your product doesn't have to be perfect. One of the mm-hmm. things that p- paralyzes us when we go to launch a product or launch a message or any type of service or whatever, is we or even a podcast like we're on today, we think we have to have a perfect. And so that perfection paralyzes us. And sometimes those artificial deadlines, like your birthday, just says, screw it. I'm just going to get it out there. And I can't remember who came up with it, but it's called an MVP, coming up with a minimal viable product. Just have it good enough. And if it's good enough, the world doesn't know what they don't know, right? Mm -hmm. So they don't know that it sucks. They just assume that if it's got a good title, it's got a good product summary, it's a decent price, they're going to get it. So Mm. just go for it.
3: That, that's awesome and you know it, what it reminds me of is like in in hindsight right hindsight's 2020 like when you look at Apple or you look at Microsoft or yeah. any of them they all have like you know they start out with whatever version like that's the product mm-hmm. but then a year later they have version 2.0 right. and then the 2.1 So like they they followed that principle right mm-hmm. and and it's obviously successful but it's all about how to improve the product right. and then deal with the reactive perception mm-hmm. of your public or your audience or your client and then create new profits by taking this exact same thing, repackaging it, making a tweak here, there, and then roll it out as like new and improved.
4: There's a little four-letter word that can really help you launch a crappy product and get paid for it. (laughs) And the four-letter word is called beta, right? Uh And so you can offer any product in beta Mm-hmm. at a discounted rate, and it can be the crappiest thing ever. It can have all kinds of flaws, that, but as long as it's in beta, that means you're still building it, you're still working mm-hmm. on it. People will buy it because they feel like they're going to get it at an extremely discounted rate, and they'll deal with all the crud right. until you perfect it. And so you might as well get paid for building or launching your product. That's cool. Yeah. Beta. beta. That's
2: actually a, a really good just lesson on positioning there um, yeah. because, I mean, how many brands have had... How many brands have had failed products or just a, some kind of issue? Um, Samsung recently had the issue with their whole Note thing, but people are still buying. Yeah, I'm a huge Samsung follower. I, mean, yeah. I absolutely I buy everything that they put out. Right. So it's just like that right there. You know, build boosting your personal brand and positioning things can really help with that as well. So here's what's
4: interesting about that, and this is I, I'm glad you brought that up because it's a great. You talk about mindset. This is a great mm-hmm. mindset to have, uh, and this is why you just gotta launch. Okay, is we actually in our society actually think it's cool if we get a flaw right okay think about this so you got the the samsung note right mm-hmm. blowing up airplanes so you can't bring it on the airplane right <laughs> okay it actually for a while it decreased their sales and then when they came out with new stuff it just spiked like like crazy okay um but how many times have we have we gotten something that's got like a flaw like and we think it's really cool well like for instance i'll give you an example so we go to we go to um disney world mm-hmm. and we got these tickets that like dirt cheap but there was, like, one part of the park we couldn't go into. But because it was, like, so cheap, I was like, shoot, I don't care. I, I, I got a deal. I got a sure. discount, right? <laughs> you know, if you go to the store, if you go to, you know, we're right here. You got Needless Markup over here, Needle- Neiman Marcus over here. You know, you go in there, <laughs> and you get a shirt. But let's say let's, it's missing a button, okay? But you get that shirt for half off. Like We feel like we got a deal because we got a great product with just a little flaw on it, but that flaw (laughs) saved us tons of money. So actually a flaw can actually help you in your launch and in your product. If you got a product and it's got a flaw, but the price is half, Mm. you're going to get a lot more people to buy it. And sometimes you can even leverage that flaw to your advantage. Like tell people right out of the bat. You know, hey, I've got a coaching program, and I'm not saying I, this is me, but you can say, hey, I've got an online coaching program. I've never coached before. I probably suck at it. But you know what? Uh, here's what I'm gonna talk to you about. I think I'm gonna be pretty good. And, you know, next month my rates are gonna be a grand, but you can get it today for 199 mm-hmm. People are gonna jump all over the that flaw.
3: That's right. Yeah. You know, um, what, what's amazing is like what, what this is really driving up in this conversation is, and, and this is as a consumer or as one of our clients or whatever, when you tell them this, A lot of times they're like, "Eh, that doesn't make sense. But product doesn't matter. The product doesn't matter. What matters is the marketing. So like case in point, right? Um, Somebody got the great idea to take a rock and grow alfalfa on it and call it a chia pet. Yeah. right that's a like multi-million dollar business or you know some guy was hanging out on the couch with his wifey and had a blanket and got tired of like having to take the blanket off every time he got up to go get coffee or whatever so he cut a hole in the blanket because yeah. that's what a guy Snugging. would do cut a, cut a hole in it and then turn it into a snuggie and turn that into a million dollar idea it's like product doesn't matter it does and it doesn't but product doesn't matter it's really all in the marketing right so even a flawed product is a great product yeah. If you have a great pitch.
4: Right. Yeah. And the, the pitch is all around a problem, right? Right. So your product has got to solve a problem somewhere along the line. And if your product solves a problem and then you can state that problem before somebody else states it, you know, and then give some type of expected outcome, people are going to flock, mm. are going to flock to that. You know, I mean, think about what Dave's doing with the studio, right? So this is a podcast. It looks like a radio studio, podcast studio. But let's just be brutally honest with you. If we don't bust our butts and go out and work at an audience, there's nobody listening. Right. Okay. There's nobody. Right. No audience. But he's been able to say, hey, you have a problem. The problem is, is traditional radio sucks. Okay, Mm. there's there's not many people listening to traditional radio. So let me replace it with a medium where you're going to go from a from a few people listening to no people listening. And somehow he gets hundreds of people to pay him a lot of money every single month to do it. Why? Because he's got a problem. He's been Mm. able to state a problem in a way. The problem is, is you've always wanted to have your own radio show. Traditional media says you can't have your own radio show. Screw traditional media. Forget them. Come down to me. I'll put you in a state of the art studio and I'm going to solve a problem you have. And what's the problem that, that they want? They want a platform. Right, it doesn't matter if people are listening or not. That's not that's not what they care about. What they care about is are they in? A, this is why this is why people like you and I. We could do podcasts from our house all day, every day. It probably costs us hundred bucks in total, right? Forever. <laughs> okay, But yet people will spend hundreds of dollars every single month to come down to the studio because it gives you status. So that's mm. what people want. The problem they have is they want a platform and they have status that they could gain from traditional radio, but they can't break break into traditional radio. And so as it decreases, this podcast can increase. It's a great way of taking a problem, providing a solution, getting clever with your marketing, yep. and getting it out there. And yeah. it's, it's an it's a incredible... I love how you brought up
1: podcasts because that's, like, the big thing right now. Like, everyone mm-hmm. wants a podcast. It's almost like if you don't have a podcast, what are you doing? Yeah.
3: It's a cred- credibility feature. Right. Yeah. Your know, proof, so, proof is in the pudding.
2: It's so easy to produce. I mean, it's something that I have friends. I have three friends right now that I can name that have podcasts running out of their house. Yeah. Because mm. it's just they don't have to have a soundboard. They, I mean, you can do it off of your, your laptop even. Yeah. yeah. So. Well,
4: the beautiful thing with podcasts, the reason why they're blowing up right now is because of Facebook Live. And so because you think about just even five years ago when you wanted to do podcasts, you had to come into a studio a little bit like this or you had to go buy a lot of expensive gear mm-hmm. you know, at your home. But then you still had the crazy effort of trying to build an audience. Like I got to put it on iTunes. I got to go put it on Spotify. I got to go to Audio SoundCloud or wherever. I got to put it somewhere. And, and then... I got to go pay a lot of money for people to go there to get it and find it. So you still start to pay for that. Whereas Facebook live mm-hmm. comes on and says, well, let me put your podcast right into an audience. So if you got, you know, I have 4,500 friends on my Facebook. So when I go do a podcast, you know, we've gotten pretty clever with the way we, we do it. But so now I host my own podcast called launch TV every Thursday. And when we do it, well, we always launch it on Facebook live first. We will do a little boosted ad for 20 bucks and next thing you know, when we're done, we've had somewhere between five and 7,000 people listen mm. to the show by the end of that day. Well, where else can you get that kind of traction and that kind of media? Now, think about this. So you take old school radio, right? Right. So I, was, I did sports talk radio in this town for 14 years on Extra Sports 910, which is now Fox Sports 910, and it's on AM radio. Back in the day when I was on, it was the number one sports talk radio station in Arizona right. because that was before, six, before KTR and everything. And so we were hoping, like, if we could get a thousand people to tune in to our show, like, based on the arbitrary ratings, like, we were like, oh my God, we had a thousand people. Well, you think about Facebook, that, that's radio, mm-hmm. that's traditional radio, and people pay tens of thousands of dollars to advertise on that show. I can go to Facebook Live and quadruple my audience mm-hmm. immediately, get instant results, sell anything I want. I've got, I don't have the regulations of FCC. You know, so I don't have any barriers holding me back. And I can take my idea, my concept, my product, and I can launch it out to the masses immediately through this incredible thing called a podcast, right? So you got to, you got to, you got to, and I don't even know why we're going here, but you got to fish where the fish are, right? Okay. And so you, ha- you have to I create a, it. We you go have to, Disney to fishing. You have to create <laughs> a pond where the fish are. So if you're going to have a podcast. You're going to sell a product. You got to go, go where the fish are. Yeah. And Facebook makes it so accessible for us. So it's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah.
1: I don't know anyone that doesn't have a Facebook page. Do you?
3: No, not not anymore. Like that's you, been marketing
1: but, period. But but
3: Facebook is like that's the old that's the, like the old crowd thing now. Right? Well like, everybody says
4: that. Everybody so says like that the, the, the millennials go do, yeah, do Instagram, right? Right. So the millennials do Instagram or Snapchat. Yep. Okay, that's that's the thing. So it depends on who your target audience is. So my target audience is is male and females between the ages of 35 and 54 yep. who are tired of their nine-to-five job and who want to make six figures as a side hustle. Mm-hmm. Right, so that's my target audience. Well, 35 to 54, they're all about Facebook. I have, a, in yep. fact, I have an Instagram. I just did this huge marketing summit. We had over like 15,000 people uh, attend, and the gal who did the Instagram like was trying to use me as an example. And she's live in front of fifteen thousand people. She goes to my Instagram page and says, I've been there. Oh my God, you only have three (laughs) pictures If you haven't posted in seven years. I'm like, Yeah, because my audience doesn't go to Instagram, Instagram, right? But if you're going after a younger crowd, I mean even Instagram is getting old, right? But Instagram Hmm. is doing and Instagram is owned by Facebook, but even Instagram is doing an incredible job of becoming younger, right? Hmm. Of becoming younger. But really it's Snapchat. Yeah. And it's not gonna be too Are you on Snapchat? I am on Snapchat. You are? I, I have a Snapchat let, let me say this. I have what? a Snapchat app <laughs> and I have used it from time to time, but I don't understand it because here's what I get screwed up with Snapchat. Like, you know, let's say that you send me a Snapchat. Did you send it to me or did you send it to all of us? Mm. I don't know. And so, <laughs> should I reply or should I not reply? Like, or then the people start texting me on it, right? And mm-hmm. they'll say, well, what do you think? And I go back, shoot, I don't know, what did you say? Okay. I, I don't know what I think, because I forgot what you well, said. No, it, you it, know, disappears. It, it actually
1: is a great topic, because I think mastering one social media yes. is enough.
4: Yeah. Mm. Like,
1: I think when we're trying to master too much is when it gets foggy. Yeah. And I think yeah. the fact that you have, you've mastered Facebook, and you keep getting yeah. in there. You're like, you Like, you keep up to date, you know what's going on. Um, Snapchat's not my audience. Like, right. I get that. Um, another one of my favorites is LinkedIn.
4: Yeah. Mm. So, well, does take, take your platforms. Take your platforms. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's the big one. You get LinkedIn. Yeah. You have Twitter, you have yeah. Facebook, you have I almost Inst- forgot about Twitter. You have yeah. Instagram and you have Snapchat. <laughs> now there's a bunch Twitter. more. There's actually over 250 oh, different Tons. social platforms there out there, are. but those yeah. are the five biggies, okay? Yeah. So think about LinkedIn. So like what are you going to what are you going to if you're on LinkedIn and you're going to advertise what or are you going to build a following? Who are you going to attract? On LinkedIn. CEOs, HR, probably yeah, I mean, people we, looking for way, jobs.
3: Way more business focus, yeah, for sure.
4: Somebody business focused. They're not on there to see your fluffy cat, right? right? They're on there. They're expecting to gain something. However, yeah. uh, However, until this past year, nobody ever went on LinkedIn expecting to spend money either, mm. and so yeah. that's why advertisements were really yeah. low. But all that shift is beginning to change, and sure. thanks to the Facebook algorithms, that LinkedIn is beginning to do really well. Yeah. So you think then so you got LinkedIn, then you got Facebook. So who's your who's your crowd on Facebook?
3: It, I, I think it starts out with your, your biggest center of influence, right? Like it's your, your, your friends, your family first, and then it expands into if you're a business person, then clients, and, mm-hmm. and, they, and that kind of that periphery, it just keeps going out.
4: Facebook is, about sep- is, is dominated about 70% female. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you look at this, I'm not trying to be sexist or anything, I'm just giving you what the oh, those re- stats. Re- That's reality true. is. So about seven out of ten people who spend the majority of their time on Facebook are female, okay? Because it's got a social concept to it. So when people go on Facebook... Uh, they're going on, they're expecting to socialize. Let me share the picture. Let me give my latest political rant. Mm. Let me talk about the Emmys, the Oscars, or whatever. But what they're not doing is they're not going on, there expecting to spend money. So you have to do the old school interruptive mm. marketing when you're on Facebook. you got to interrupt their day, so you got to put something out there. That's why video works so well on Facebook. So that, that's Facebook. So if you're trying to reach a 35 and older crowd, maybe predominantly female, Facebook is, is your audience. Then you take Instagram. Who's Instagram? The teens.
1: Fun families. Millennials. Po- oh, look, someone's raising their hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh,
2: yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm all over. Are you? All, oh, are you serious? I love Instagram. Yeah. So it's, oh. Instagram
4: is 35 and younger. Okay. So what they going to tell
3: you. Can yeah. I ask, wait, wait, tell me what is it that you love about Instagram?
2: Uh, it's there's there's not all the reading that you have to do. I can just scroll and right. visually whatever's interesting, I can just snap on it right away and be like, okay, I can research a little bit more about that. Go to that page if yeah. whatever it like. Usually art stuff is what I go for. Yeah. Um, fitness people is what I go for, and it's more the look. So, whatever looks good to me, I go for it. So, right. but me personally, I'm a visual. So, yeah. YouTube yeah. and Instagram are my two places that I, I go yeah. to. Well,
4: I'm gonna, like, are you under 35?
2: Yeah, I'm 28.
4: Okay, you're 28. Okay, so let's talk about why that is. Okay, this mm-hmm. is why, this is the mindset. You talk about marketing, money, mindset. You have to understand the mindset of your different platforms if you're gonna try to advertise on them. The reason why you're attracted to Instagram. And I'm attracted to Facebook is because of the generation that we grew up in. Okay, so you grew up uh, like I didn't have internet till I was a junior in college. In college, okay, think about that. No internet. She's like, till what you're are you a talking junior about? <laughs> junior in college. Wow. Right. I didn't have so my first. I didn't have my first email account until I was 22. It's crazy. Okay. Now we had AOL. Like AOL wow. chat rooms and right. stuff like that. Yep. You know, that that was around. But I'm talking about like my own personal email. I didn't have one until I was a junior in college. Yeah. You've never not had internet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean you did, but you were four. It I was it, like, it, was, it, it yeah. didn't matter. <laughs> well, although my five year old, I mean, he lives by internet. But all you've ever known is internet and then YouTube, which is now I think fifteen years old now or fourteen years old. Okay, YouTube. Um has so many videos on it that if you started watching today and watch every video on there, I think they would tell me it took, would take you 180 billion years wow. to watch every video on YouTube. Right. So all you've ever known is a visual generation. Yeah. You've watched vid- you've seen video. You've, uh, you uh, you it's just all video. Whereas we grew up with uh, newspaper, okay. We and then then when the internet came out, it was all long form text, okay. And that's how we. So we grew up reading. You grew up watching. And so the reason why you want to attack 35 and younger on Instagram is because they, they're accustomed to video. And so video doesn't necessarily work in my era. Video definitely works in mm-hmm. your era. And so that's what Instagram lets you do. It let you, it's the memes, it's the, inst, it's the video, it's the quick snapshot. And, and what I love what you said, and I wish more people would just digest this, is if you want more, you'll go get it. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. If I want more... Our generation—I don't know how old you are, but I'm assuming we're <laughs> around the same age. But if our generation wants more, you better show it to me right there, because right. we're not—we're not, we're not going to go on a scavenger hunt. You'll That's go right. on a scavenger hunt. I won't go on a scavenger hunt. Mm-hmm. So you got LinkedIn, you got Facebook, you got Instagram, uh, Twitter. Okay, who does Twitter? Uh, I don't know, but we're gonna have to come back in a break. We gotta go to a break. Yeah, we're gonna go on a scavenger hunt right now. Okay, let's go, go on a scavenger uh, hunt. We'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Let me ask you a question. Do you want to double the size of your business? This is actually what we do at Think Automate Grow. With our 73-point automation checklist, you can operate your business with possibilities using proven strategies and automation technology. Download your free 73-point automation checklist at thinkautomategrow.com checklist. Urban Garage Gym is all about shaping and transforming bodies of all ages and health levels. We believe fitness isn't a group sport, and more importantly, that a fitness plan shouldn't fit everyone. Urban Garage Gym, fitness for the individual, one unique body at a time.
2: Are you ready for swimsuit season? Let's face it, we all have those pesky areas that are stubborn to diet and exercise. We have just the solution for you. Introducing the FDA approved ultra shape power for powerful fat burning. The UltraShape Power is body contouring at its best at 32% fat reduction. The strongest and most effective body contouring device on the market. Painless. No downtime. And you can see the results in as little as two weeks. Call LifeScape Premier to schedule your free consultation with Noel, their very own certified laser specialist and national trainer. Call 480-860-5500 or visit www.lifescapepremier.com to learn more.
0: Welcome back to Marketing Money Mindset, the place where clever marketing, creating money, and the conscious mindset intersect with your hosts, Elisa Sparks Lane and Rich Thurman.
1: Welcome back. All right, so we're talking about Twitter, huh, Chad? So who's on Twitter? (laughs) The knowledge is just overwhelming. So what
4: we're talking about is if you're going to launch a product or market a product, you want to make a sale, okay? What's the best platform to do that? And so we we said, you know. I think it's over the phone. Oh, possibly.
1: Really? I think it is. I think either in person or over the phone. I think all of this is amazing and it's so much fun. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we waste so much time. It's the old school. It is.
4: Well, let's come back to that because there's there's a whole theory around that, right? So what we said was we said LinkedIn, you're going to go for more of the business professional. Okay, Facebook is going to be more of the 35 and up crowd and it's going to skew toward the female Okay, then we said Instagram is going to be for the 35 and younger crowd. Um, and I think both male and female. I don't know what the – I haven't really studied the demographics on that, but uh, it's going to be pretty balanced. But it's that's going to be for the people who you're going to give me enough, and if I want more, I'll go hunting for it. And then you have Twitter. Okay, Twitter now is 288 characters. It used to be 144. Oh, I didn't even so know what they up. Doubled Look at it, this. Right, so they doubled it. And uh, that's because Twitter uh, is, is increasing in its popularity, mainly because of the president we have because he uses that platform – uh, mainly, and it's, it's, actually, uh, it's actually increasing in popularity, mm-hmm. although I don't use it. Okay? You don't? I don't? Do you have a page? I do have a Twitter, yeah, at yeah. OnAirChad, mm-hmm. but I don't remember the last time I, I tweeted. One of the big mistakes people make is they use Facebook and Twitter combined because, as the same way. There's even a little button that you can push when yeah. you make yeah. a tweet, it'll go automatically to Facebook, and yeah. that's a terrible thing to do because of why people go on each of those platforms. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. people who go on Twitter are the no-nonsense, no-BS type people, Okay, so you're going to see a lot of CEOs, you're going to see a lot of executives who want to communicate with their following, but in a very quick manner, or they want to get some, they want to get. uh, you know, they, they want to break a story or break a report or whatever. They're going to use Twitter for something like that because people can look at it in the same mindset that you have on Instagram. They're going to have on Twitter, but it's without the pictures. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's without all of the memes and stuff like that. But so a lot of high-level executives use use Twitter to broadcast their stuff to the masses of people, and then they can make a decision what they want to do with it. From a financial standpoint, if you're like advertising, and it's a great way uh, to get somebody into what we call your funnel. Uh, So like, let's say, let's say that uh, you're going to broadcast today's show, you're going to advertise today's show and you're going to talk about, you know, uh, you know, the five major platforms to uh, monetize uh, five major platforms to monetize your product as discussed by four top social media experts. Yeah, Twitter's a great place to advertise that with a Bitly link where somebody can click on it and go to it immediately, right? Facebook is not a great place to put something like that because people aren't in the mindset looking for that, right? So when they're on Facebook, you know, the way that you would advertise, on, if you were to advertise a show on Facebook, you'd probably put some, like some kind of video and then you're going to have to put something um, like, you know, uh, I call it the Howard Stern headline, where you have to get their attention. Because Twitter is easy to get somebody's attention because, because there's nothing diverting their attention. Facebook, you have cats diverting their attention and baby pictures diverting their attention and all kinds of stuff diverting their attention. And so you've got, you got to do something crazy. So you will put a crazy picture and you would put like some, what I would call the Howard Stern headline that says something like, you know, um, why if you advertise on Facebook, you'll go bankrupt next month? Something like that. Well, that's going to get my attention, right? Mm -hmm. And then people will click on it and then they can listen and watch the show. So you almost have to do like some psychological twisting on Facebook. You don't have to do any of that on Twitter. Just be straight, matter of fact, because the people on there are very matter of fact people. But then you have Snapchat, which is I think the one uh, that you were talking about, Mm -hmm. uh, which is incredibly powerful. So why do you use Snapchat?
2: Uh, I actually don't use Snapchat. Okay, you don't? No. No, I deleted it off my phone entirely because it was just exactly like what you said, if somebody sends me a picture i don't know what right. to do with it
4: right so let's talk about that so let's talk about why would somebody use snapchat
3: i i don't know it, yeah that's it's not in my wheelhouse okay my my kids know about you know your snapchat. kids do and you have yeah, little ones i have little ones yeah. wow but i that snapchat's not my thing
4: okay um, so let's talk about let's talk about this let's talk about the, the elephant in the room snapchat mm. when snapchat <laughs> first came out okay what do we think snapchat was for
1: hiding the video hiding the evidence
4: you're going to be able to send somebody a dirty, and dirty picture <laughs> and it's going to be gone immediately right that's what everybody thought snapchat was and then all like the cat filters yeah it, then, all well, the
1: filters are great the filters oh, yeah. is it's what a blast saved,
4: the filters is what i'm telling you the mm-hmm. filters is what saved snapchat yeah. yeah because snapchat had a very bad reputation when it came out and then they made the decision we've got to do something to become very family friendly and they came out with these stupid filters And it used to just—I think they're brilliant. It used to just be three or four. Now they're very clever. Now they come out with three or four a month, and then they'll hide some and come out with more. Mm. But but here's the key word with Snapchat, and the reason why it works, and the reason why you want to use it for advertising is one: you're going to have a very young audience, okay, who goes to that. But it's beginning to creep up in age, and it's very feminine, uh, female-oriented, okay. Mm. So the the people that I know that use Snapchat a lot, like I'm an old dude, I'm 43. So the people that I know that use Snapchat, there's a lot of people in my demographic that use it, almost all of them are female. Because no offense, but I'm not gonna walk around and take pictures with little Bambi ears. Yeah. You okay? might try, it. try I, it. I should try it, you know. You never know. But there's something about Snapchat where uh, so think about what Snapchat does. Snapchat is the key word that I use there is the word conceal. Snapchats lets you conceal reality. Like, you can look however you want on Snapchat. You can be as large or as small as you want on Snapchat. You can have as many or as few wrinkles as you want on Snapchat. I mean, it's just its amazing. So that's why when you go to Facebook, people take those Snapchat pictures and put them on Facebook. You have no, like, especially for my guy who does online dating, I have no idea what the girl's going to look like when I show up. <laughs> I have no idea. Mainly because of Snapchat, right? Surprise! So, so they, Snapchat is all about concealing, right? Concealing reality. But the second word that's Snapchat and the reason why it's so powerful in marketing, it's the word scarcity. Okay, so they conceal and reveal and surprise. So you get all the mystical, all the fun, all the magic on the left side, but then they marry it with scarcity where it's going to go away in 15 to 20 seconds. You know, so you've got to get it right now.
3: Wait, so wait, what's amazing is, like, there, there are all these different ways now that we have to get in front of our audience, right? Especially our, our best potential customer, our target market. My God, yeah. and, and now we know, like, as marketers and business people, we know that it's generational, it's demographic, it's, it's everything. And we have that data. And with all the tools that we have, Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook, et cetera, the name of the game at the end of the day is still conversion. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you create ROI out of all of these tools? So... You know, like going back to the old school, like what you said, like really at the end of the day, it comes down to making a phone call and being in front of somebody. Well, and, and aren't all you of,
1: trying to get that through all of that yeah, anyway? Yeah, like
3: that, that's ultimately that's the game. It's just like the game has gotten so sophisticated, right? Like, so I, I'm 48, you're 43. You're yeah, like don't even ask. 25, yeah. right? So but but when we all started out in business, like the game was really simple. It's like yeah. you get a you you buy data, right? <laughs> like yeah. you buy data on a spreadsheet and you start making phone calls. And and back then we we didn't get in trouble for making phone calls and then you could put them into your email and then you could send emails. You didn't get in trouble for that either, yeah. you know. And, and you could text for a little while before you got in trouble. But but now like the game is so sophisticated. Like you really have to be an elevated player and most small business, because I, I think we're talking to a lot of small business people right now, most small business people, you use the word you know, paralyzed, right? They're paralyzed to even engage in the game because they don't know which tool they're supposed to use in the first place. And most of these tools, for, for most people, they're purely social to begin with. It takes It takes people who've been in the driver's seat like we are, and I'm not tooting our horn, it's just we do understand the nature of human beings as buying and selling and trading products. Um, but at the end of the day, do we still really understand how to use these tools for conversion?
1: Well, you're bringing that's up re- one of the favorite topics question. too, yeah. where it's, it's money, like it's budget. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the things you forget about too. Like, is it worth all this time? Is it right. worth, it's a have, lot you, of time have you and even energy. taken into account what your marketing budget is. Right. Like that's the beauty of it too. Like when I work with clients and coach them, it's like, how much do you want to spend? And then let's look at where you want to go. Because honestly, you can spend so much money on marketing and advertising, which we haven't even gotten into, but you can lose it. You can just bankrupt a company just on the marketing because you didn't even know what you were doing.
3: You you know, um, so Groupon, Groupon put companies out of business by driving too much business to them at too much of a discount. Right, so Groupon made the money, but then the,
1: us, the consumer.
3: Well, the and I'd love owner to give didn't. Groupon the
1: fall, but I mean, honestly, who made that call?
3: Yeah, don't know. Right. I mean, if
1: the business owner didn't sign that check, maybe that wouldn't have happened. Right, or and maybe and not, if they would have. Like- not,
3: not to throw them under the bus, but it's it's like those are the nuances in the new wave of marketing that business owners are afraid of. Right, like, is it really worth it? Um, you know, Chad, like you, like I'd, I've enjoyed listening to. I've been, enjoyed listening to your download right like your mind so you you have you have masterful command over the, the social media space the market space which is really cool so i appreciate everything that you've been sharing because i i like to soak that stuff up and i've learned some great things and it's funny like i must i must be getting older because i'm like yeah i know all of that stuff is really cool but like i'm gonna stay in my lane yeah. because this is what i know well right? that's why you're a you bird know? dog that's why I'm
1: because bird dog. <laughs> when we first talked well, well not first but when we talked i mean yeah. it was really about that it's knowing what you know right and it was so funny because at the time you were single i'll never forget and yep. you were like i love my bmw and i'm gonna keep my bmw right so When you had that call, whatever your job went somewhere else, you're like, I'm gonna find out a way. Yeah, and you hustled, and that's what you really are at the end of the day, right? Like you gotta hustle.
4: (laughs) I think one of the the things that so many uh, online business or small businesses, whether they're online or Mm -hmm. not, uh, one of the things we forget is to bring back the simplicity, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. we get too complicated, we get too complex, and because there are so many options with Mm -hmm. social media and stuff, we really forget marketing 101. And so marketing 101 is having a product that solves a problem, right. having an irresistible offer and putting it in front of the people who would buy it. Mm. But um, uh, that's, that's, that's it, right? And it doesn't have to be complex. And so when you go to sell something, what do you do for a living?
2: Uh, I'm a business consultant.
4: A business consultant. So when you're consulting businesses, like let's say that I was going to be your coach and we're going to go out and get you a ton of clients, okay? Mm. How do you get a client?
2: I would say let's start with your offer.
4: No, how do you get one? Oh, how do you get one? Yeah.
2: I mean, it's just through the advertisement, through putting yourself out there.
4: Right, putting it, but you got to have a reputation, right? Absolutely. So you, gotta have, you have to have social proof. It's all these little things that we've known as Business 101 for all these years that all of a sudden things become quick and easy and we forget yeah. all of the basic fundamental mechanics. But hmm. do you
1: create it or do you buy it? Do you create your social proof or do you buy it with advertising?
4: So um, how much time do you got before you got to go to break? Oh, like five hours. Okay, okay. So here's the thing. Okay, so here's the thing. So in my world, you know, I work with literally, I'm going to say thousands now, but, but probably hundreds of people in 32 countries, six different continents, that sell every product, every type of product known to man.
1: Well, and just to give some base, like okay. this isn't your first day. You've been doing this for oh, quite been doing a, while. It for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. It's, it's funny because when people like yeah. hear that, like, what?
4: Yeah. But you've been doing this. We've been doing it for a long, long yeah. time, right? And so what happens is, is they'll say, well, what was your conversion rate on that webinar? And we'll give them the numbers, and they'll they'll ask the question, well, was that cold traffic like bought from Facebook or Twitter or Snapchat or whatever, or was that warm traffic? And I'm always like, well, it was warm traffic, and they're like, oh, well, those numbers don't matter then because it's not, it, mm-hmm. it wasn't cold traffic. I'm like, well, you know, I don't know if I'm the, like, the idiot in the room or not, but all i got to say is if, if warm traffic converts, yeah. then logic tells me, go get some more freaking more warm mm. traffic, right? And so no matter what business we're in, whether you're doing consulting or what do you do?
3: i say I'm business coaching, consulting, Business
4: and coaching, consulting, and yep. marketing, 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 marketing. <laughs> marketing, marketing. So, so it doesn't matter what business you're in, the same thing is true, is it's always best to fish with the warm audience. So use, I've always said, use social media mm. as a way to build, use podcasts as a way to build.
1: It's a brand.
4: You're to, creating your brand. To, mm. to, to build credibility through mm-hmm. a warm, and when you build trust with that warm audience, yeah. then you can sort of dangle like the perfect offer, put some bait on it, and then you can fish out of the warm pond. But st- stop fishing out of, you know, out of the big gigantic red ocean that, you know, You're going to just get all this cold traffic in. They don't know what you do or how you do it and hoping that it's going to convert. It's not going to convert. You're going to waste all your money. So build organ, in my opinion, build organic traffic. People find this hard to believe that we build a multi huge business and I've never one time I'm the, I sort of consider myself the king of social media. I have never spent one penny on social media. Wow. Not even one, not for my own business. I think it's stupid. That's amazing. Like why would you do that? Right? So what (laughs) I'd rather do is I'd rather come on podcast and I've got a whole way to siphon everybody's, audience off a of podcast and social media, but what I'd rather do is I'd rather just build value to people, build a warm audience, give them an offer and let the warm audience buy from me yeah. as opposed to trying to, com- to, to, freaking, convert, you know, to try to convert some, ice yeah. cold traffic. Why would you do that? You know, it, it,
3: it, I don't know, I must be stuck in like the old school mindset today, but what it, what it really reminds me of is, you know, when I started in business as 23 years old and what everybody said was like, you want to build referrals. Right. Like that's how you build your business. Referrals are they're They're the most like your your best type of customer. They're going to buy with the same habits, et cetera. And they're going to be the easiest people to to become a client. So in, in in the world today with social media and all of the tools that we have and the way that we can market and build credibility, really what we're doing is we're teaching our best potential customer in the marketplace to refer themselves like they're they're choosing to do business with us. And they're they're committing their own trust into us as a product provider a coach a consultant like whatever it is that we do so it, it's still again it's this, still the same game it's just more sophisticated and it's wrapped in a little bit different wrapper um you know and, and bringing this full circle so when, when we started this conversation we we were talking about like we talked about products don't matter and then we we also talked about um oh, shucks i lost my train of thought we we talked about um i don't remember what we talked about i had such a great point and i lost disney. it. it was, uh, we disney we talked about disney yeah we talked about disney I don't know. Fish
4: in a barrow. Chad, say
3: something brilliant.
1: <laughs> Chad. Yeah. Well, okay. So I. No, well, no, I, wait, wait, wait. Because I have to ask Kerry something. Because yes. definitely something that he's, he's not even sharing is um, the business and how you started it. Like you are really like face to face. Right. Like, you are knock on the door. Let's get this done. And I know only a few people that still do that, but they're successful because in your face is really the quickest way for our generation. Right. too. So what keeps you in that game?
3: Okay, so I, I, I'm going to answer that, and then I remember what it was. It was about having a product with a flaw, right, in the beta test. So I, I'll come back to that. Um, you know, so, so the thing that, that's there for me, and this ties into that product with a flaw, is that transparency and authenticity and real communication or conversation, to me, is that that's where business happens. So the whole game, to me, is about getting to that point. So whether a client is cold out of social media or email marketing or even somebody that you meet at a networking event or anywhere in the line at Starbucks, it's about developing rapport and relationship, and then being able to take that person and have them travel with you down the road of business. So you know, going back to going back to the flaw in the product um, today in today's market we have to let people know when there's a flaw. We have to let people know when there's something wrong. We have to let people know when there's an imperfection and we have to let them know before they buy from us. When we do that, now we turn that around and we turn that into an advantage, right? We, because we're being, we're being honest and transparent. So that honesty and transparency is now a demand in the social media market space. Because you can go onto Google, and in less than three minutes, you can know more about my company, my product, and my personal life than I could share with you in an hour, right? So if I don't put that out there, and if I'm not completely real about that, if I'm not authentic about it, then you now, when I'm trying to gain your trust, mm-hmm. you're going to see that and know that I withheld it, and you're not going to trust me, my product, or my company. So it, it's, it's, there's this shift in, in like the equalization of who has the power in the marketplace, like salespeople used to have the power because we could tell you what we wanted you to know and then we would convince you and you would buy. Today, people can research everything they want to research about a product, a market, a service, or a company before they come and see you. They already have made up their mind. So what, what I think is a blessing.
1: It, it's good and it's bad because a lot of times what we read on the internet isn't always right. what's real.
3: What, right. So, so in- you're always
1: going to get two sides of that.
3: Correct. Correct and and i believe and choose to stand in conversations with authenticity with the people that i do business with
1: and that's what makes you who you are and, because and that's we've what had works. we've had conversations mm. and i know more about you and you know more about me right that no internet could tell like it's just shared stories that are just genuine to the core and and you know who i am and i know who you are right. and that's the difference you know that's the difference
3: but here here's where here's where i think those that really make it have the ability to get that, that bringing that conversation of value to the table is powerful, but we need Chad to do that. We need a guy like Chad who has mastery over social media and helping us to discover the right vehicle to deliver who we are in the right space. Because what what I know, and, and I hear this a lot in what Chad is saying is that I can use the wrong tool. Like I could use twitter to deliver my message and it would be a bomb right like it would not be good for my business but i could sit with chad and chad would say hey let's craft your conversation this way or your product or service and let's put it out in this space because this is the space that has the listening mm-hmm. for how you're communicating so so chad it is that i mean i'm i'm tracking here right like this is this yeah. is the way it works
4: yeah so if you if you're if you've got a product or not, it, it all comes down to your audience. Who's your audience, right? right. And so you got to niche down to who your audience is. So you're talking about authenticity. Mm. So authenticity both both attracts and repels, right? Mm. So as you're authentic in who you are, right? You know, I'm gonna be like. Dude, what a bozo. I'm never going to hang out with that guy. (laughs) And she's going to be like, oh, my gosh, I resonate, right? Right. And that's what you want. This is what you want your marketing message to do. Your marketing message should repel almost everybody away from your brand so it only attracts the people Mm -hmm. that you want to your brand. And that's what authenticity does. Yes. Okay. And a lot of people confuse what authenticity is. Okay, so here's what authenticity is not. Authenticity is not you being the most vulnerable With about all your personal problems and products all the time. That's not. Nobody
3: wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that. Everybody's got that going on their own way.
4: Right. Nobody wants to do that. What authenticity is, is being able to communicate your message in the realest you as possible. Mm. Okay. Without any mask or facade. Yep. Okay. So there are no surprises. So when somebody comes into your product, as you were saying, they're not surprised on the other end. And you can accomplish that on the front end and if you don't accomplish on the front end you may b- get people into your business but when they come into your business and realize that you're a fraud they're going to do so much external damage to you because Correct. of the because of Google that that Back you're going to your point, you're gonna be out of business yeah. so authenticity is is designed to repel people as opposed to attract people Interesting. and i and i don't think people understand that yeah. you know so like you know at least if you're going to be like um, like authentic so there's a so we all know what the difference between authenticity and transparency is. Mm. Okay? So authenticity is the real you. Okay, so if I, if I offer an online coaching product, so I've got, a, I, I've got the obligation to be authentic about here's what my product actually does mm. and here does, here's what it doesn't do and here's who it helps and here's who it doesn't help mm-hmm. and if it's got a flaw, here's the flaw and you have to know about it and here's how much money it is and I can't, I can't you know, uh, guarantee you any results because, mm. you know, because honestly, my product in and of itself won't guarantee a result. Authenticity. Okay, transparency... So that's the purest form. Okay, transparency is where um, people have shot holes in that bad boy, okay? Mm. And, and transparency is your admission to what it does not do. So authenticity is, here's the truth about it. What, what it does do in its purest form. Transparency is, here's what it doesn't do. So listen, guys, you can come and buy my online coaching program. It's going to cost you X amount of dollars, and it's a really good program. It's helped all these people. Here's what it does. But let me just be transparent with you just for, just for a second. Uh, I've never spent a penny on Facebook. Mm. So you're gonna hire me to do all your Facebook ads, but I just have to be transparent with you, full disclosure. I've never spent a penny on Facebook ads of my own. I spent millions of other people's dollars. Mm. But I, so that's transparency, right? So authenticity is, is, guys, Facebook can really help you out. It's great. I know how to use it. Here's the results that we've gotten. Yeah. That's authentic. It's my purest form. Transparency is, is letting people see the, the dark side before they find out the dark side. Yeah. Right? And that's the, that's the two biggest differences. And you have to have both of them. The, your business has got to stand on both legs. And wow. And I, I love, I love that, whole, the, that whole idea. But here's what I see a lot. And I don't know if you guys see this or not. But what I see a lot is, is there's a big movement in the social media world to be transparent and authentic on Facebook. So you got people going to Facebook, hi guys, I'm Chad DeVito and I'm an alcoholic and <laughs> I've had 38 drinks in the last 38 minutes and, you know, and I've you know, beat three women up and I've got 14 DUIs and I just came out of seven years in prison and oh, by the way, give me all your money. Well, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, why in the world would you do that? It's
1: transparent.
4: Well, well it's transparent and it's authentic. But, but there is a point where you're going to attract an audience... Like people are going to say, oh, dude, I can resonate with that guy. There's a lot of people. That I think will... you just got
1: some liquor sponsors on that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right.
4: right. And so, but uh, do you guys know a guy named Sean Whalen? You guys ever heard that name? Sean Whalen? No. Google him sometime. S-E-A-N Whalen. Uh, Sean Whalen is sort of what I call the king of authenticity. Mm. Okay. So he went out there and he, he does this thing where for seven consecutive days that you're supposed to go on Facebook and do a one hour Facebook live about all your crap. <laughs> Okay, like literally, you go on there and you just start opening up about all your weaknesses and all your flaws. Carrie, you ready? Okay, (laughs) so Carrie, this is what what you're doing tomorrow, (laughs) Carrie. Okay, you just go on and you start opening up, and what it's what it's supposed to do is it's supposed to make you authentic and real and vulnerable. And what he says is, is when you are authentic like that online, then what it does is you realize that there's no shame on the other side, Mm. because the reason why we hide stuff. Is because we're afraid of shame, sure. right? So what he says when you're authentic, you realize that there's no shame on the other side, and you're more apt to be more authentic. And I think that's sort of what you were getting at. Is like you got to be authentic without the fear of shame. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you got. I don't think you got to open up that skeleton of closet, that right. closet of skeletons, and just let it all out. Sure. So, so I think that you can have that mindset of no shame.
3: You know, it, what 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 comes to mind like as a, a marketing visual is any. Any advertisement or commercial around a a drug, a prescription drug.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah. That's exactly how they are. Like, hey, this will cure your headache, but it's gonna give you like chronic diarrhea, bloody noses, headaches, and blah 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 blah. But and and there's no shame in that, right? Like what you said, like they're authentic and transparent at the same time.
1: That's a great example. And
3: like everybody still buys the product, even though they know the side effects or the risks could be truly detrimental
4: yeah those are definitely disclosures yeah go
2: ahead uh chad you bring up actually a really good point of um you were saying with facebook how you know it's it's distracting there's all this distraction Mm. so when you're not authentic with your your product and what you're offering that's just more distraction that the person has to actually dig through in order to be able to get to what you're actually Mm. trying to get them to buy um so it's just that just kind of hit me and it's a really good i guess lesson uh to learn of just be out there, be, be upfront with what you're offering, with who you are, with what you're going to do for them. And you know what, if it doesn't align, don't look at that person as a dollar sign, they're a person. Mm-hmm. Like align what's going to be with their best interests. And I guarantee you, if it doesn't work out with their next venture, they're gonna find a way to come back to you because you were that, that authentic yeah. and transparent with them. Right. So
4: I, I, I think if I was to describe authenticity in a way that would help us, in a way that would help our audiences, is it's like a female without makeup on, mm. okay? And so you know, if you were to go out on a date, no okay. filter. Yeah. Well, if you were to go out on a date, you're going you're gonna to try to look your best. You're going to hide, conceal things you know, that, that you don't, they haven't earned your trust to be able to see. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I get a lot of benefit from is like when I do my online coaching, and I know we've got to get to a break here, but when I do my online coaching, is I try to be uh, very real with people. And I try to remove the polish. Because I can be very polished. I mean, I stood on stage and spoke in front of thousands of people for almost 20 years. I can be as polished as you want. But when you take the polish off and you're just real and just say, hey guys, I wanna talk with you today about why I think Facebook sucks mm-hmm. and why I've never spent a penny on it. And this is probably gonna cost me like 50 clients today, but I just want you to know the truth. And I go and I tell mm-hmm. them the truth, how they can build their business the way I built my business and they don't need to hire a guru, they don't need an expert. Well, mm-hmm. that's a refresh, that, the word refreshing comes to mind. And I think that's what people look for. And that's what helps you clutter, declutter all the noisy world is when you are refreshing, now you are that unique thing that stands out in the marketplace and everybody will throw all their money at you
1: throw all your money <laughs> wow okay so today's show <laughs> probably brought a lot of view to the no filter mm. and um it's funny how it always comes together like i don't know sometimes what's going to happen and i even told I, I told you like when i first started i'm like i don't even know what's going to happen i have no notes i have no idea but it's it's such a beautiful space because I think we can talk about marketing for days mm-hmm. and still come up with new ideas or more problems or more solutions. And um, I think what I'm taking away tonight is just go do something. Try it out. Figure it out. Call Chad. Call yeah. you know call someone. Figure it out and make some mistakes because at the end of the day, if you're not making mistakes, you're not doing anything. Yeah. So with that, I thank you all. Thank you. Um, it's time to go, but do you want to give a last minute yeah, go ahead. I, I
3: do. So, and, and this is part of just like the way that I view things in the world and like that is so life is holographic. And in this conversation we talked about like different channels, markets, verticals, etc. in marketing, but we started out with flaws and beta programs. Mm. And and then we ended up talking about dating and how we show up. And and it's the same thing. Like we're all a big beta test. And we're trying to figure it out. But the reality is, is that life is holographic. And the only thing that makes a difference is the old school way of taking action, Mm -hmm. right? Like getting out there and doing it right or wrong, do it strong, but just be a bird dog and do it.
1: Dang, great way to close it. (laughs) it. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you. And I'll see you next week.